I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Okay, hello and welcome to the first Gina Gold TMI podcast. My co-host, Flynn May, uh, she will be talking to the other entities. Um, and also we are going to have like different topics like bad jobs, uh, things like that. I'm Flynn May. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I'm an artist living in Oakland. Inside this podcast, I get to be the artist and the creator. I get to... Uh, basically be the straight man to your character or characters. I'm the conservative voice of reason. I'm the one that reminds us that we need to go to a commercial break. The other thing you should know about me is that despite the fact I sound like a 12-year-old white girl, I'm a 36-year-old black person. So what am I doing with this black Jewish comedian from New York? Uh... Gina and I have a lot of cross-sections, a lot of commonalities with our roots. So we're going to talk about these commonalities on the show. Why are you trying so hard? Why are we trying so hard? And I get it, black people. You know, when we were slaves, you know, we're out there, we're picking cotton. We look over, we see Miss Ann, and she's sitting up there on the porch in her hoop skirt, and she's drinking lemonade. And you probably thought to yourself as a slave, wow. It sure would be nice to be up there with Miss Anne in a hoop skirt and a parasol drinking lemonade. And so that stayed in your DNA and it gets passed down. And so then finally, here you are, a black person, and you're able to kind of do what you want in the world. And that DNA, it kicks in. And all of a sudden, the slave DNA says, lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. I want some lemonade. I want a parasol. And so you just think, oh my God. You know, I, it doesn't matter if I'm in Queens. I, I need a parasol. I need some lemonade. Like, it's just, it's not black people's fault. You know what I'm saying? We saw Miss Ann. We saw her drinking that lemonade. And now we want some. You hear me? And so we saw that hoop skirt. And it doesn't matter if it's outdated. You know what I'm saying? Better late than never. So I see why my mother would put me in a cotillion in Jamaica, Queens. Okay, right next to Rockaway's Fish House. However, you also have to realize who you're putting in the cotillion. The person who never fits in anywhere. So it was a little chilly. So I had my wedding gown 
and my hoop skirt and I put on my burgundy sheepskin over it because I was cold. You know what I'm saying? And that and that is the true ghetto fabulous. You know, people say ghetto fabulous. You don't know what ghetto fabulous is. Ghetto fabulous is wearing a wedding gown with a hoop skirt and a burgundy sheepskin on Jamaica Avenue in Queens. What's the point? Like, is there was there a specific question? Who, who you are? Who am I? <laughs> who am I? That's that that is the point. And that's part of who I am. I am a combination of ghetto, but not ghetto not fitting in at all. The 151 Bacardi crew wanted to beat me up. I don't know why. Turn that down, please. You said I just said turn it down. Are you done yet? I'm almost done. Just give me 20 minutes. You sound weird. The 151 Bacardi crew wanted to beat me up, and I don't Oh, because I just thought maybe I could be sort of ghetto and fit in if I had a sheepskin. Because that, every black person that was anybody had a sheepskin. But they only had blue and gray. You see what I'm saying? But what if I showed up with a different color? One that nobody else was wearing. But still yet being ghetto. Still fitting in. So I asked for a burgundy sheepskin for Christmas. That's all I wanted. And I told everybody that I was going to get it. You see, that's who I am. Like, I'm fitting in, but I'm not going to fit in. And I'm going to manifest this coat. But, unfortunately, a few months earlier, I was 17 and I asked my parents for a sweet 16 party. Even though I was 17, because I felt like a sweet 17 is not catchy. So, I let the neighborhood boys um, convince me to have this party. And so my parents, they reserved the um, Rochdale Rec Center in Rochdale Village, Queens. And they said I could invite 150 people, which is a lot. You'd think I would be happy with that. We even had mini beef patties. Oh, my God. Cocktail beef patties. Oh, beef patties. My favorite thing in the whole world. Oh, my God. With roti. All right, let's get it back on track. So I had a giant cake. It, I thought it was so genius. It said Gina 24 karat gold. I realize how stupid that is now, and I'm embarrassed. But back then, I was like, oh, my God, that is profound. So I had this cake. And this is before rap had gone to, um, what do you call that? You know, rap, there was no rap records or rap music. No, I mean, there was no rap. Was it on a label? It wasn't on the radio. Yeah, so rap wasn't, uh, don't try to guess my age. Yeah, rap was not on the radio at this time. So rap at that time was people would just rap to the music, you know, and like they have the turntable. So when you would go to a party, you would have the music and then you would hire a rapper, um, you know, and then Sugar Hill Gang came out with their record and changed the game, but before that, that's what we had. So I wanted Cypress Sounds because they were like the big deal in New York. So um, I put that there'll be Cypress Sounds on my invite, and I gave out 150. But then I was like, people that never talked to me before because I wasn't fitting in, now everyone wanted to be my friend and come to my party. So I just... I just bought some more invites from the store that matched the ones that my parents gave me. Because I was, I was, I was popular. After being like the outcast 
for so long and now everyone wants to come to my party and I get to decide if you can come to my party or not. Like, I'll just see if you can come to my party. Maybe I'll give you an invitation. Maybe I won't. And so then I gave out those invitations and then more people, people I'd never seen before in my life, people from other boroughs in New York heard about this party and Cypress Sounds. So I went and I got more invitations until I gave out 500 invitations. And the maximum capacity of the rec center is 150. <laughs> and I was such a narcissist that I decided that I should have a grand entrance into the room. So I had my parents go to Manhattan and have and rent a professional fog machine. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh my God. So. Then Cypress Sounds was to say, and now, everybody, the lady of the evening, here she is, Gina 24 karat gold. And then the fog was supposed to come out and spread across the room, and I would walk into the fog, as, and, and everyone would be, like, on the sides. And my parents went along with this, and we had the fog machine and everything. It was very, it was professional. Like, you know, this wasn't like, you know, you know what I mean? Like Target 39.95. This is like professional Manhattan. They're used this for clubs and, you know, ice spades, whatever. So, um, so then the night of the party, I got my beef patties. I got my 24 karat gold cake. And I got the fog machine and I got Cypress sounds. People start coming in and after about 150 people, there was a line that was probably, turn that down, I said. Turn it down. There was a line that was like two blocks long. And my parents are like, that's weird. Where do these people come from? And I was like, I don't know. They must have just heard about the party. And they just, they just came to see if they could get in. And my mom's like, they have invitations. And I'm like, huh, that? Somebody went to the store and they stole the same invita invitations and they 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 forged my signature and I, when I find out who it is it's oh boy so I knew I was in big trouble so then people couldn't get in because now it's at maximum capacity it's just like packed so Cypress Sounds I was like let's just start the festivity so then Cypress Sounds is like and now everyone please clear the room clear clear get to the sides and now here she is, Gina, 24 karat gold. And so then they turn on the fog machine, and the fog machine just malfunctions. Instead of going out, this, the fog went up, up into the air. And then it, it just created like a, a giant cloud, and just nobody could be seen. And then, they, but they were still playing my intro music, and I just was like, "This sucks. I, just, I don't want it to be ruined." So I came out onto the dance floor anyway to do my little twirling entrance, but nobody could see me. And then my brothers took that opportunity because no one could see, so they were running around the party, hitting people in the back of the neck because it was just so foggy that you couldn't see. And then that made people like, what's going on inside there? We want to get in. All they saw was fog and music. So they set the bushes on fire. That's so childish. So you can't get in, so you're going to set the bushes on fire. So now the bushes are on fire. The fog is up to the ceiling. Cypress Sounds is still playing. 
And then someone threw a rock to the window and broke the glass. And the party had to end right, right in the middle of my friggin' intro, my entrance that I'd been planning. I'd been twirling in my room for months. So anyway, they got charged with $500 worth of damages. My parents did. Plus the amount for the party. Which I, Can you keep the cat quiet? Give him a kiss. So then, okay, thank you. So then, to go back to the sheepskin, that was November. So then, of course, I was already on to the next big thing. I'm like, $500 worth of damages. Okay, great, that's your problem. Pay it, right? And I was like, but I really want a burgundy sheepskin. And that's when my parents finally put my their foot down, um, which was kind of late in the game for them to be putting their foot down. I mean, if they didn't stop at the fog machine, you know, they, you, you, get, you get what you get. So I said, I really want this. And they were like, you know what? You can have a Christmas present, but you better think of something else because you ain't getting a burgundy sheepskin. That's just not happening. But I had already told everybody because now I'm kind of half popular and half outcast or maybe. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Three quarters outcast. And one quarter popular. But that was, I was a step up. So now I was going to ride on the coattails of the fame that I had from the party. And make my entrance into Jamaica High School with my burgundy sheepskin. Get off the city bus. Walk into my development in Rochdale, Queens. And everyone would see that my coat was burgundy's. And there was gray. Theirs was gray or blue. They didn't have, I, 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 it was going to be different. And so... It was getting closer to Christmas, and I noticed that my parents weren't going to the store. And I was like, oh, they must be wanting to surprise me, because there's no way. They had never put their foot down before. I mean, seriously, I had gotten away with murder so many times. I, I, I just, I, so I still was like, I'm getting a burgundy sheepskin. And by now, the boys in the neighborhood, we were all teenagers, like 16, 17, they said that I was a spoiled brat. I don't know where they got that from. And so they were like, I hope she doesn't get it. So then people started making bets to see, is she going to get the coat? Is she not going to get the coat? And that made me really mad. It's like, fuck you, you're going to bet against me that I'm not going to get the coat? We'll see about that, bitches. But then Christmas came. And my mother had warned me. She said, if you don't think of another present, I'm not buying anything. And I was like, she wouldn't do that. You know what I got for Christmas? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing under the tree. Not even in my stocking. My stocking's usually stuffed with shit. Nothing. I got nothing. 
and all the boys from the neighborhood knocked on the door. And there's no coat. No coat at all. And it's humiliating. And when I went downstairs to check the mail, they all said she didn't get the coat. And they all looked so happy, like happy from their soul. So my uncle Rosby, people from the South they have weird names. It's like Oprah. My uncle Rosby, my mother's brother, comes to visit for Christmas. And he says, what did you get for Christmas? I said, I got nothing. Zip. And he said, why? And I said, you know, I, I, I can't imagine. Like, I, my brother's got something. I, it's child abuse. I got nothing. And he's like, well, what did you want? And I said, well, it's not important. It, you probably never heard of it. And he's like, what? I said, a burgundy sheepskin. And he said, I don't know what that is. Can you show me? And I said, well, we'd have to go to this boutique in Manhattan because it's the only place that has it. So we go to the boutique in Manhattan and I get the motherfucking coat. That's right, I got the coat. You hear what I'm saying? I got the coat. So then I get back and my father and mother see the coat and they say, oh hell no, she cannot have it. And my uncle Rosby was like, yes she can. And then my parents were like, no she can't. And my uncle Rosby, he, he stood strong even when they said the $500 damage and the burning bush, he stood strong. And then my parents compromised. They made me keep it in the closet for two weeks. Two weeks. But after two weeks, I put on that coat. And I walked past the boys in the lobby with just pride when I went to check the mail. And I saw their faces drop. I saw the hatred. And it made me feel wonderful. I'm Julie Soler of Story Slam Oakland, and I'm here with Gina Gold. Hi. Give me a topic, and then I will figure out who to channel. Okay. Um, I'd really like to know um, about sort of the intersection of humans and nature and the artifacts that humans inevitably leave in nature. Are they good? Are they bad? Um, and animals, domestic animals with you out and about in the world, leaving behind things. Is it good? Is it bad? What is, and when you say artifacts in nature, what does that, what do you mean by leaving artifacts in nature? Well, what I'm thinking is like, when you go out to, into nature and you see traces of humanity, that, that is what I mean by an artifact. Like, like a, a can? Like a Coke can, a remainder of someone's presence besides the presence of nature in your nature walk. Right. Like, doesn't that bother you? Yes. Well, also, I mean, but it bothers you for two reasons, because it's littering and it's, it's actually creating problems for the environment, as well as fucking up my experience of n- untampered nature. So exactly. there's two, it's twofold. And, and and if I may add a third fold to the problem of it, some of these human artifacts are left with intention to leave them there. They're not uh, just accidental. They're not like footprints. They're like intentionally. Okay. So now with that information, then I know who to channel. Okay. okay so, okay. <clears throat> Her name is Megan. First of all, I want to say from um, that I'm all about social justice like it's who I am 
Um, and it's, it's what I do. So, um, and one of the things that I've done is I've taken um, things that people would consider litter and transformed it into art so that it's not littering anymore. Oh, I see. Can you tell me about one of these things? Yeah. So, for example, I... Um, on the beach, there was all of these Coke cans, and they were all over the place. And so I collected all of them, and then I arranged them on the sand, um, and I made, like, this beautiful, beautiful heart. And so, and the heart was, like, love, so I took the cans, and it's like, you know, they were litter, but now it's like they're in the shape of a heart. So it's like I transformed it. And so now it was like about love. And then I took um, I took um, epoxy or like resin and then I poured that on the cans all over. And then so that it hardened and it was just kind of like this beautiful heart on the beach that said, like, I'm not litter, I am love. So basically a bunch of litter you made permanent on the beach. Well, the idea is that it's not litter anymore. That's my point, is that it was litter, but it's not litter anymore. Oh, I transformed I it from litter into something else. And so, because there's a lot of... Um, garbage all over and like you can't get rid of all of it like I mean there's just too much right so at some point you have to say well what can I do to make it beautiful Julie the last thing I want to see is abandoned coke cans bags full of dog poop left by the side of the trail when you what do you mean by bags of dog poop uh you know people this happens like all the time in, in the trails around the Berkeley and Oakland Hills. Is it art? Like is it is like an art installation? It it's it's so brightly colored. The bags are like the color of, of sky blue or bright green or something. And and people leave them by the side of the road. It's like it's full of poop. Why don't you take it just a little further to the garbage can? Oh, okay. So first of all, I can address that. So if you are on the trail with your dog. Um, it's because sometimes I take my Maltese on a walk and we're walking and then she poops and there's no trash cans. And so you don't want to not pick it up. And so although I wish that there were people that would pick it up and then so you pick up the poop, but then are you like going to walk two miles with poop in your hands? So yes, you are, because that's your dog and that's your dog's poop and you're responsible for your dog's poop. But why should you have to suffer? Like the whole reason that you came there is to enjoy the walk. Otherwise, like like I could have walked around the neighborhood. So if I mean, I'm going to be abs- out there with poop in my hand. Absolutely right. The whole reason I have come to Redwood Park instead of walking around my neighborhood is to to get out in nature and to, to breathe fresh air and see trees and And instead, I look down and I see not a pile of dog poop, which eventually would decompose, but dog poop encased in in impermeable plastic left by the side of the trail. But shouldn't everybody be able to enjoy the trail, Julie? Exactly. So then I should be able to enjoy the trail, which I can't do if I have to smell poop for two miles and there's no trash can. Why should I have to have a bad day because you don't want to look at the color blue? 
Well, it's not that I don't want to look at the color blue, because looking up the sky, it's a beautiful blue. It's I don't want to see bags of poop on the ground, almost like the dog walkers were too lazy to carry it to a trash can. Like, what is up with that? There is no trash can, which is what I'm saying. There's only There's a, a trash, trash can at your house. So, wait a minute. So, are you saying that I should walk for two miles, which is hard enough as it is, with a poop bag and then turn around and then walk two miles back and then get in the car? With the poop bag, yes. Carrying the dog poop to the nearest trash can. But that, why? That's why? Because you it's your want- dog. Well, I understand that, but it's not my fault that the dog is pooping. Like, I'm taking care of an animal. Like, which also, so I'm all about animals. And so it's like, if you're all about animals, they have to be walked. But yet you're saying that that dog walkers should be punished and have to just have smelly poop for two miles because they should suffer because they have a dog, Julie. And I, I want to help you. So if you were to take the poop bags... And maybe arrange them in some sort of, um, no, maybe in the, no. in the shape of a heart or <laughs> flower. How about arrange them into a shape of an irresponsible dog owner? The white, like, no, because people's intentions are to pick up the poop on their way back from the trail. But until they do, I have to see it. Well, but when you see it, you should feel comforted and know that they're going to get it on the way back. So it's only temporary, Julie. How do I know that they're going to get it? Well, somebody's going to get it. But it's like there's so much of it that at any given time, it's not being gotten. It's being left. Well, I mean, people are doing their best. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.